And welcome to another For All podcast here at SPCA Tampa Bay. My name is Eric Keaton. So glad you could join us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or the audio version on your favorite podcast provider. We are all there. And if you've missed past episodes, make sure you go to sbcatampabay.org slash podcast. And that is P-A-W-D-C-A-S-T. Okay, what's on the program today? Well, in a little bit, he's hanging on. Drew Felios, our Tampa Bay Rowdies play-by-play guy. This might be keying in and out, but it is a great magnet that the Rowdies pass out. Had to share that with everybody because Matt and I thought it was pretty funny that it's it's their colors green, so it kind of looks grayish uh, if you're watching the the video version. And we'll be talking with Amanda. She's down at SPVC, our veterinary center. And she has a behind the scenes. What's it like for your pets when they go through and talk with our pet doctors? We have some special treats to show you how we get them to uh, take care of business. Uh, I guess you could say that. And of course, Camille will have a pocket pet update, how many adoptions we had uh, last week. But first we have barking news. We call it breaking news. And this is breaking news or what I like to call barking news because on May 20th, this is happening within the last 24 hours. We have National Rescue Dog Day on Friday, May 20th with our sponsor, Bay First. Now, Bay First, formerly known as First Home Bank, we're going to be celebrating National Rescue Dog Day and, of course, celebrating their new name. We are so proud that this event is happening. Go to our website. Go to social media. We will have more information there. And it is Pocket Pet Palooza. That promotion is still going on. That's right. If you would like to have a new furry friend, we'll introduce you to Lulu coming up in the second segment. Pocket Pet Palooza, you can go to our website at spcatampabay.org and you can click on the adoption tab and learn more about our critters. But right now, it's time to talk about our partnership with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Comes in curling. Dayon Harris, still alive. Fernandez. Is there one final touch to be had? Aaron Guillen. Lasso. Elevating. Let's welcome in our guest, the guy who made that call, Drew Felios, play-by-play with the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Drew, it's been too long. Eric, great to see you, man, and thank you for having me on. This is really, really a treat. Well, the Rowdies and SPCA Tampa Bay have had a partnership since 2019. We have our Rowdies Dog of the Week. Of course, 2020, we took some time off. The team has been doing wonderful on the field. Please take us back to that moment last year in the Eastern Conference Final. What a night it was. Uh, The Rowdies were playing Louisville City. They were battling back, Eric. They were climbing uphill the entire game. They went down 2-0 about the 31st minute or so on an own goal. Everybody was kind of demoralized, but you just felt the, the pulse and the heartbeat of the team continue to just battle and battle we finally got our first goal in that match at about the 81st minute so it was it was two nothing until then lucky m posana comes in the game off the bench 
and delivers that goal for the Rowdies. So all of a sudden, the energy is back at Al Lang Stadium. And then at the final moment in the game, Eric, what made it so thrilling was if that ball goes out of bounds, the season is over for the Rowdies. And they managed to keep it alive, keep it alive, will it. The crowd was in with every touch. And then, bam, M. Kosana again puts it in to tie the game at two apiece, sending it to overtime. The Rowdies would eventually win it. Steven Dos Santos scored after that. But, Eric, being a part of a moment like that, you know from doing this, you have those moments that you just remember forever. And that's not only one I'm going to remember for the Rowdies, but of any sport, of any game I've ever done. And I've done hundreds of them, maybe even thousands now, because I'm getting up there. That that that's one of my most special moments. That was really really amazing. Yeah, it's it sounded like a, a special moment. Of course, the the Rowdies are part of Champa Bay, and we've been a part a partner with the Rowdies uh, since 2019. You were mentioning earlier before we started the interview, they made this into a T-shirt. They did. Yeah, there's a there's a Rowdies uh, booster club. Of course, you've got Skyway Casuals. They're called, and then there's another called Ralph's Mob. They they uh, get together behind the goal for every game. They make all the noise. They supply most of the energy in the stadium during home matches. Uh, there's a couple individuals that um, do the Rowdies podcast. Um, it's called the the Unused Substitutes. It's a great podcast also to listen to, along with this one, of course. And uh, they took the call and actually made T-shirts out of it or selling the T-shirts. And one day I saw the general manager of the Rowdies, Lee Cohen, before game. He came up to the booth and he's wearing the shirt. And it kind of set in then like, wow, that that that's kind of cool what what they did. So, um, you know, never had anything like that done for any kind of call that I've made. So it, it was kind of one of those nights and one of those moments where just everything kind of came together. So it was really, really cool. Well, Matt's going to pop up on the screen when the uh, Rowdies and our Rowdies Dog of the Week will be getting together. I really appreciate the partnership with the Tampa Bay Rowdies because they allow us to go out and select the games. And I know some of these teams, uh, if you're a fan of schedules and saying, wow, the Rowdies win, win, win. Uh, and hopefully that'll be the case because when the Rowdies win, Drew, that's good news for our dogs. They seem to get adopted more during wins. Anything to share about uh, those teams that you just saw on the screen there that could be really good games? Of course, they're all great games for the fans to attend. Okay, thanks for asking. So the Pittsburgh Riverhounds are a team that the Rowdies always battle with. They've got a great coach um, by the name of Bob Lilly, and this team, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're definitely a Rowdies rival and nemesis. They always like to try and take the Rowdies out of their system, and that's really, really hard to do. So Pittsburgh is a good match. It's the only match in May, home match, that is. So uh, so that's, that's going to be a great contest. Also the Charleston Battery, a team that the Rowdies saw – a lot of over the last few years, Eric, because during the pandemic, the Rowdies had to play Charleston several times because the travel was limited within the league. So this year they haven't seen Charleston as much. Battery and the Rowdies definitely have an awesome rivalry going. Atlanta, uh, that's not really a rivalry. That's the second team of Atlanta United. So different dynamic there. Um, you know, not, I'm never going to tell you not to come to a game, but maybe for that one, come for the hot dogs and the fireworks rather than uh, <laughs> rather than just, just the play on the field. And then there you see Birmingham further down, the Birmingham Legion. Uh, that's a really good team as well that always really mo is motivated to beat Tampa Bay. Uh, New York Red Bulls as well. Rowdies have had great games with them in the past. So, again, the only one 
that may be a little anticlimactic is that Atlanta game. But other than that, man, you are good to go. And, uh, you know, I, I've got free tickets, too. I've got season yeah. tickets, too. If, if you want to take a few more with you, I got yeah. my tickets. I can offer them up for you. Any home match, Eric, just let me know, man. Send the email. I, I will do that. I know the fans love it. The fans love that we have our question of the week, that the Rowdy sponsor that, and we're able to give away a couple of pairs of tickets to the next home game. But I want to talk a little bit more about what else you're doing besides the Rowdies, because you and I were also chatting before we went on air. You were so blessed not to have any play-by-play duties during the pandemic and calling games, basically like we're doing now. If you and I would be calling a game back in the day, we'd be watching on our computer. That didn't seem like any fun to me. I'm not in the business anymore, but you didn't have to do that. Please share a little bit about that story and what else you're doing. Well, uh, during during the pandemic, things changed so much. You had to be able to adjust. Uh, my workload was actually cut back during the pandemic uh, from ESPN. So I had an ESPN full-time contract. And during the pandemic, that was scaled back a bit. I'm still privileged and honored to work uh, for ESPN. I'm actually working the Special Olympics for them in Orlando the first week of June. Oh, that's so great. that's going to really be an awesome experience. They gave me the call yesterday from Bristol and I was, I was just thrilled, and I've never done anything like that, Eric, where you're truly giving back. So I'm really excited because that's more than just basically calling a regular sporting event, something I'm really looking forward to. But as far as the, uh, the calling games from your house, yeah, there is a, there's a process right now where uh, networks are sending home kits, basically lights, monitors, headsets, everything to your house and saying – Knock yourself out. Go for it. Hook this stuff up. Like, what could go wrong, Eric, right? <laughs> so, so I'm lucky I have not had to do that just yet. Um, keeping my fingers crossed, too. But, you know, you have to have to adjust in the business. You have to go with the ebbs and flows. I've done games out of studios before where I wasn't actually on the field or in the stadium. But uh, that's one thing because you still have engineers setting everything up. To have to set everything up and do everything out of your house, that's definitely something that uh, I would probably struggle with because I'm not the most uh, techie guy there is, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but you got to get the feel for it, right? Yeah. I mean, being live, I mean, when you're calling the game, you know, some of the fan does come out during your call, right? (laughs) Oh, without question. Um, I did get used to working a lot out of the uh, ESPN studio in Orlando um, on the Disney grounds, doing games out West. This was like back in 2016, 2017, I'm calling, you know, St. Mary's and Pepperdine and uh, you know, the late game on a Thursday night. I did that numerous times and it really presents a lot of challenges. You've got several cameras at your disposal, but if a guy gets hurt or if there's something with a fan or something with the coach or on the bench, or when you're there, you can see it happening and diagnose it. You can only go with what the cameras are giving you when you're calling it on the screen. So you have to be very conservative in your call and not assume anything. So it definitely offers different challenges. So I got kind of used to that, but now I think it's slowly going back where broadcasters are live in the arena at the event as much as possible. Now, when you talk about all the, the sports out there that people like to watch on TV or listen to on the radio, it's football, it's basketball, it's hockey here with the, the lightning baseball obviously with the rays one of the growing sports is pickleball and folks this guy right here drew felios i'm going to dub him the new john madden of pickleball (laughs) right here if there's going to be a pickleball on the radio or on tv this guy is going to be calling it 
Drew, talk about the sport of pickleball and how much you are involved in this growing phenomenon. Well, Eric, I first got involved in it in 2018. I was asked to do the U.S. Open down in Naples, and I spent a week. And the first thing I did when I got down there, the organizers of the sport, who one day, um, it, they're worth an interview. Their name is uh, Chris Yvonne and Terry Graham, uh, two women who used to work for Wilson Athletics, quit their job, and went all in on pickleball. And they created this event down in Naples, and now it's, it's the largest pickleball party in the world. Uh, 64 courts playing at the same time. There's hundreds of people, thousands of people at this event. Um, it was just a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, yeah, back in 2018, to, to continue my story, had a chance to do it. At the time, I had fun doing it, but I can't say that I was eager to do it again because it was just another event on my schedule. Then the pandemic happened. I got asked to do it again, and the sport had kind of evolved. And I was like, whoa, it had gotten younger. It had gotten faster. It had gotten more exciting. And a lot of the tennis players are now starting to come in from colleges and starting to play this game. And in overall popularity right now, it's the fastest growing sport in America. Um, it is uh, really heavily being played at all new developments. They're using pickleball as like kind of that prime amenity that they can say, hey, we have it. And Eric, it's easier on the knees than tennis. It doesn't yeah. have the grind. You don't have to move as much. The volleys are longer. And um, I've gotten out there, man, and played. And it is it is a bundle of fun. And and Eric, at some point, I want you to come out to a tournament. Because if you do, and you pick up a paddle, man, and it's a paddle. It's not a racket. I learned that early on. Don't call it a racket. It's a paddle in pickleball, like in ping pong. But once you grab one of those, you get out on the court and start playing a little bit, you get competitive, and it is so much fun. And I think what makes it fun, too, is it's challenging. You look at a player and say, there's no way that guy can beat me. He's 70 years old. And then five minutes later, <laughs> you're, getting, you're getting skunked 8 nothing, okay? Or pickled, as they, they, they like to call it. That's what the appeal of the game is. It is really, really something else. And it's very social. You're very welcomed when you go to a pickleball court and not just to play and join the game, but Hey, let's go grab a cold beverage afterwards. It's, it's very inviting. And the people who play it love to, to do it in numbers. So it is absolutely exploding. Is there prize money and is it growing? Oh, without question. Um, so the, the tour I work for is the PPA pro pickleball association. So I encourage you to, to, to go on there. We just had a big tournament in Charlotte, last weekend uh first place prize will be somewhere between thirty five hundred to five thousand dollars doubles also is a little more emphasized in pickleball than singles so but if if you win a tournament with a doubles partner this last one it was thirty five hundred a piece and then here's where it really gets tricky eric there's a battle right now going on in the sport for to be the best league kind of like the nba and the aba back in the day Okay. So there's the PPA, which I work for, and there's another league called the APP. They're dueling right now, and the PPA is getting the best players in the world to sign exclusive contract deals and saying, hey, you're just going to play. So they're guaranteed a salary, rental cars, flights to go to each tournament. And uh, also the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes is very, very interested, is in talks, last time I checked, very close to – to making a purchase and buying the league. So lots of things happening with the sport of pickleball. I could talk about it, Eric, forever. So thanks for asking.
Well, hopefully more prize money means more donations to this lovely QR code right uh, by Drew Felios. <laughs> That's why I ask about the money because uh, SPCA Tampa Bay is a charity. How can we watch you, Drew? How can we watch some of these pickleball or the Rowdies games uh, online? Okay, so the or in P person, obviously. Okay, so the PPA website, uh, you'll go, you'll see all the PPA events, uh, including the last one we just did a few days ago in Charlotte. Our next one is um, next next weekend on a Sunday. Not sure exactly what date that is. I believe it's the 18th or 19th. I believe June or May 19th. So it's in Atlanta. And tournaments actually run from Thursday to Sunday. I come in just for the championship day. So so uh, so go to the PPA uh, YouTube website. And next Sunday, we'll be doing our next championship broadcast. So we'll have women's doubles. We'll have mixed doubles where the women and the men partner. And then we'll have singles matches as well. And uh, we'll crown all our champions. So, so that's the Atlanta Open live from Lifetime, the fitness big conglomerate that's going all in on the sport next Sunday. And I will also say, Eric, on Saturday before that, I have a Rowdies game. So I'm not going to get much sleep that night. Do the Rowdies, sleep a few hours, get to Atlanta somehow, and work six hours of pickleball. So that's kind of my life. Well, that's that's the life of a big game Drew play-by-play -play guy. Nothing wrong with that, man. Really enjoy it. Anything else to add, Drew? I just want to say, man, I, I, I miss working with you, your staff, Matt Voy there. And, uh, you know, we had some great moments, great times together, Eric. And it's just great to see you doing what you do in the community. Um, you're a huge asset there. And uh, if there's any way that I can help you moving on, would love to do it. And, uh, you know, you look back and it seems like everything we were doing was just yesterday. Time just flies. It feels yeah. like it was, you know, five years ago, whatever. And it's just amazing. It was 16, 17 years ago. No. When we were both doing our thing together on the high school score. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. I had lunch the other day with Rudy Coffin, former <laughs> oh, Clearwater man. basketball. Wow. He was he was the guy. And you're the guy who got me into it and and you know brought me back into the local scene and kind of I just kind of sat back and watched as you were doing it. And uh nobody did it like you, man. You were uh you 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 were definitely unique and uh you know great memories and uh and just glad that we've been able to stay connected over the years. Yeah, you, you got to stop by our shelter here in Largo or the pet hospital, give you a tour. We'll go out to lunch and stuff. Hang out with Matt. You probably heard him uh, chiming in uh, a little bit during our, our talk. <laughs> He's the third yes, member absolutely. of our podcast team. Matt Boy. <laughs> Drew, thanks for catching up, folks. That's our For All podcast. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk Pocket Pet Palooza. Now playing at SBCA Tampa Bay, it's Pocket Pet Palooza. We have rabbits, hamsters, guinea pigs for the low adoption price of zero dollars. That's right, we're waiving adoption fees for these critters. We got rabbits with big ears, rabbits with low ears. We even got rabbits wearing sunglasses. But that's not all, folks. We have king guinea pigs and hamsters running the show. So yippee-ki-yay on down to our floral shelter. It's a Pocket Pet Palooza. Pocket Pet Palooza's waiting adoption fees May 6th through 15th, so our animals can find their forever homes. Pocket Pets don't actually go in your pocket. Promotion does not include livestock, reptiles, or big exotic birds. But you can still adopt these critters. Learn more at sbcadampabay.org.
and welcome back to segment number two of the For All podcast with SPCA Tampa Bay. It is Pocket Pet Palooza until May 16th. That means rabbits, guinea pigs, and all types of critters have no adoption fee here at SPCA Tampa Bay. And here to share more about them is Camille Harkenreiter. I don't know how you're fitting that into your office. She has a special guest. Camille, tell us about your special guest and more about Pocket Pet Palooza. Yeah, so this is Lulu. Lulu is the sweetest rabbit I have ever met. She's a Holland Lop, which just means she has floppy ears, and possibly the softest fur I've ever felt in my life. She feels like velvet, uh, two-year-old, and usually her adoption fee would be $30, but this week, this week only, we are waiving adoption fees for all of our rabbits, guinea pigs, and more, and we're super excited to get them all loving homes, so if you're thinking about a pocket pet, now is the time. Really, we have a lot of great animals in their shelter right now. So we encourage everybody to come take a look, come meet them. Uh, Lulu is more social than most rabbits, but she is also very curious. We have some stacking cups here that you can fill with little treats and stack them up. And it's a good enrichment for any pocket pet. Fill them with their favorite treats and they'll knock them over, get the treats out. She's being shy now, of course. She's eating two stacks of cups already, but she was loving it earlier off the camera. Um, and while we're looking at some enrichment things, this is also something you can get for your pocket pets if you choose to adopt. We have some little hay mats that we use for our shelter pocket pets, but it's great for, you can stuff treats in those too, just let them dig. And it's great enrichment because they are very intelligent and curious critters for sure. So. Um, they definitely don't like to be in their pens all day. They need lots of exercise and things to stimulate their brains, just like any other animals. So um, if you're thinking about adopting a pocket pet this week, those are some really important things to know. They are amazing pets. They are just like cats. They could be litter box trained and they love to play. So if you're looking for um, an animal that's playful, cuddly, and litter box trained, you can consider getting a rabbit. And that rabbit right there, Lulu, uh, already on our podcast, but then yesterday we took her over to News Channel 8. So she she's very well acclimated to being around people, the bright lights and, and cameras. And yes, definitely. So Camille, do you recall how many adoptions we had last week and how well we've been doing with this pocket pet promotion? Could you share that? For sure. Yeah. So Last week, total adoptions for all species was 77, which was awesome. We had a really great week for our animals, and 33 of those adoptions were pocket pets. So that was that pretty is great. Outstanding. Yeah. And so when we have promotions like this, folks, it helps us free up resources for our staff, you know, to take care of other uh, pocket pets that are coming in because this year they just seem to keep coming into our pocket pet area. As soon as one comes out, two come in. But uh, we still have about 40 available, and we had some hamsters. Can you talk about how long those hamsters were here? And 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 uh, they were adopted during the uh, past weekend, too. Yeah, they were here for, I think, about 70-some days, and they came in, three little baby hamsters. They were adorable. <laughs> and they were here until this past week. We were planning to have them on the show today, actually, and then 
thankfully they all went home. So yeah. they couldn't be here today, but they are in their loving homes now. And I'm sure spoiled rotten. And um, they were the cutest. Their names were Sushi, Tempura, and Miso. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So incredible. Of course, you can change the names. If you don't like sushi or anything like that, I'm sure the, those hamster folks could change the names as well. But we also have dogs and cats that are available. You go to our website, sbcatampabay.org, click on adopt, and then the, the dogs. Other critters are where you'll find the pocket pets, the rabbits, uh, any birds that we may have. We do have some uh, turtles, but they are not eligible for the pocket pet uh, promotion. Uh, but just talk that through with our staff and they'll be glad uh, to help you as well. Now, a couple more things before uh, we get ready to go on to the next segment, Camille. With rabbits, can you share, they do make pretty good uh, first-time pets because your dogs need to go outside, you need to take them for a walk and everything. But for a rabbit, if you're looking for the first-time pet, can you share a little bit about why a rabbit or even a hamster may be the right pet for you? Yeah, pocket pets make great first pets. They are a little bit more low maintenance, like you said, compared to a dog. And um, they require a little bit less space. You don't need a big backyard or anything like that. They can hang out in your house. They need a nice little enclosure. You could get a hutch or a different cage, um, but it's really important. They also get some exercise. So that could be some really special time for your child and your um, pocket pet to, to bond and to play together. Let them run around the house for a little bit. My rabbits, Personally, I have two at home and they'll just run around the house. They'll jump up on the couch with me or on the bed and cuddle. So they make really great um, cuddlers if you're looking for that. Um, and if you're looking for a little bit shorter uh, term commitment, rabbits can be um, eight to 10 years lifespan in captivity. So if you're not ready for that kind of commitment, you could adopt a senior rabbit. We do have some older rabbits right now, or you can adopt a hamster or guinea pig. Their life spans are a little bit shorter. Um, if you're looking for a good first-time pet for your kids to help teach them how to um, care well for animals. so. And, and one more thing, folks. I know the Pocket Pet Palooza commercial does say we have uh, rabbits wearing sunglasses and hats. <laughs> they don't actually wear those. You know, that's just part of the whole fun thing that our volunteers uh, do for us and taking pictures and making them look like uh, superstars that you would see in magazines. Anything else, uh, Camille, to add about our pocket pet palooza or any of our adoptable animals? I would just say, come on in. They're moving fast. So <laughs> I was surprised how many were adopted when I got back on Monday. We were going to take a whole bunch of them to an yeah. event Monday, and all of them had gone home, which is amazing. So we're so yeah. thankful to our adopters. We're so thankful for the people coming out and um, taking them home, giving them great homes, and so thankful yeah. to our animal welfare staff for keeping up with the the high flow of pocket pets during the season. So that's right. The community's response has been great. I don't think we've had 70 plus adoptions in quite a while. And almost half of those were the rabbits and the hamsters uh, and the guinea pigs. Camille, Lulu, Kristen behind the camera. Great job. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to head out to our pet hospital for some behind the scenes information.
Now playing at SBCA Tampa Bay, it's Pocket Pet Palooza. We have rabbits, hamsters, guinea pigs for the low adoption price of zero dollars. That's right, we're waiving adoption fees for these critters. We got rabbits with big ears, rabbits with low ears. We even got rabbits wearing sunglasses. But that's not all, folks. We have king guinea pigs and hamsters running the show. So yippee-ki-yay on down to our floor-all shelter. It's a Pocket Pet Palooza. Pocket Pet Palooza's waiting adoption fees May 6th through 15th, so our animals can find their forever homes. Pocket Pets don't actually go in your pocket. Promotion does not include livestock, reptiles, or big exotic birds. But you can still adopt these critters. Learn more at sbca.org. Wow, that guy talks too fast for me to uh, understand. Welcome back to the For All Podcast. Let's head down to St. Pete, talk with our correspondent for our For All Podcast, Amanda Corzat. She's standing by at our SPCA Tampa Bay Veterinary Center, aka the pet hospital with a behind the scenes look. Nurse asking if they can take your pet in the back. Hello, we are here at the SPCA Tampa Bay Veterinary Center to give you a little look at what goes on behind the scenes. If you've brought your pet here before, you may have experienced a nurse asking if they can take your pet in the back to have an exam or blood test. Do We do ultrasound, uh, x-rays, things like that. Sometimes the pets are a little bit nervous. Sometimes the owners are a little bit nervous too. So sometimes they do better but in the back. We have lots of staff that can give them treats and love and pets, um, make them really feel at ease. So let's take a little look at what's going on in the back. Hi, Dr. Shees. Hello. Who do we have here? We have Mr. Leo here for an exam. Yeah, he is happy to be here. <laughs> He's happy to be anywhere. All right, let's see if we can get him to focus on this. Come on, buddy. What you think? Come get it. There you go. Leo's here because he's nice and itchy at home, and Dad wants to know how we can help him. What did he say? Do you have some itching going on with our base of our tail and some licking and biting at our paws? Okay. So we're doing our exam. Sometimes we start from the head, but when our babies are a little nervous, we go ahead to the back end to see their skin, their knees, their hips, see if there's any pain or irritation. And check out where we might be itchy. His butt, his tail, and his paws. Mm -hmm. We like to use peanut butter to minimize their stress so they're a little more comfortable with touching and feeling. It looks pretty good. Good boy. Oh, he's out of peanut butter. you bring your pets nice and hungry so that we can give them treats when they're here and keep them happy when they go through their exam. Good boy. 
just checking his teeth. Looking good, Leo. And these front paws. That was a perfect behind the scenes, thanks to Leo, the patient, and how he was reacting to the peanut butter and all the care by the staff and, and Dr. Sheese. On the flip side, now we need to do a video when my dog Roxy goes through because she loves the peanut butter and everything else. It would be definitely a total opposite of that, uh, my poor dog. One of my two dogs loves going to the veterinary center or even coming here to the shelter. The other one is just, you know, it, it's not happening today. That is not her cup of tea. But uh, a lot of dogs are not like Leo. Uh, great job, Amanda, and showing us that uh, behind the scenes and how uh, sometimes the, the routine care just takes a little bit of uh, peanut butter. Because if you're uh, looking for peanut butter, uh, SPCA Tampa Bay, we have tons of it in our behavior room downstairs. And I'm pretty sure the veterinary center has it as well. It's one of the uh, highly donated items uh, that we get here. We definitely use it and uh, use it with our, our pets and our temporary guests a lot. Okay, now it's time to talk about the Tampa Bay Rowdies. We're back again to the magnet. And it's also... Uh, You keep rolling, Matt, and I'll try to play along. Let's see uh, what our question was and what and who's going to win. Our question, true or false, rabbit's teeth never stop growing. This was on Instagram and Facebook. Be looking for these questions before every podcast coming up. And we're going to have to select a winner because a lot of folks, you just put down true or false. The answer was true, right, Matt? That, I believe that's correct. Okay, if it if it wasn't, <laughs> then I'm pretty sure our staff will let us know here in a second. And we have a winner. Elise Bowman is one winner. I love this wheel. I wish we had sound effects though, like the Wheel of Fortune. Where you go? And Mel, love it. Lisa Bowman from Instagram. Both of them from Instagram. The IG, I think, has been. Uh, tearing it up lately. And that's just a random selection because we had so many folks uh, get the answer right. You win a couple of tickets. Our staff will get those electronic tickets out to you for an upcoming Tampa Bay Rowdies game. And remember, go to our website for more information on our Pocket Pet Palooza, adoptable animals, events when we're going to be out at the Rowdies Dog of the Week. All of these uh, games are, are coming up, and uh, we're only going to five of the games. Of course, the, the Rowdies have other games. You can go to their website, find out information for tickets. And as always, if you happen to show up at a Rowdies game, uh, 
say hello to us at our little tailgate and say hello to our adoptable uh, dog. Even if you already have a pet, just come by and, and say hello as well. Learn more about the organization and how can, you can uh, help us help pets and animals in need at our pet hospital and here at our For All shelter. That's going to do it for another episode of the For All podcast. Go to our website and find past episodes. I'm Eric Keaton. Thanks for everybody for watching or listening on your favorite podcast provider. We'll see you again towards the end of the month. Yeah.